we felt like Google had backed us into a corner and there was nothing else to do but uh, to speak up and, and share with the industry what was going on. All right, gang, in this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast, I'm sitting down with the founder and CEO of Reunion Marketing, Dave Sponicky. We're going to be talking about what the heck do you do when Google backs you into a corner? Stay tuned. The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we'll explore the best strategies, ideas, and tools to create a thriving life in and out of the business. This is The Dealer Playbook. All right, Dave, thanks so much for joining me on The Dealer Playbook podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always great to see you and catch up. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, I mean, at time of recording, we're just a few weeks out from NADA. Hopefully we get to shake hands. Who knows? Maybe we embrace a little bit while we're there. You know, I I think it's likely. (laughs) I think it's likely. Um, First of all, I want to just say, Congratulations. I mean, you have led Reunion Marketing uh, and the teams there to some tremendous levels of success. And I think I want to highlight that and congratulate you on that, especially on the the heels of what we're going to discuss and what I want to talk to you about in this episode. What has the journey been like uh, since founding Reunion to where you, you guys are today? Uh, it's been really exciting. I mean, honestly, I feel like uh, myself and then, you know, the, the other folks on the team feels like we're living the American dream. You know, it's a lot of folks, they ask me, you know, why is it reunion? And, you know, they, they, before reunion started, I worked as the the marketing director for the Leith Automotive Group. They've been in the news recently. Holman just bought them. So it's exciting right. to see what's happened to all of our friends over there. And, and we wish them the best. But the last three years that, that I spent there as marketing director, hired some really great folks. It's a tremendous team. We increased the leads to that group by 400%. And then they, they during the same time, the revenue of that group, 33 stores, increased by 75%. So we said, wow. you know, we got something special. We left. We reunited, which is why it's reunion. Um, started it from scratch, you know, just, you know, retirement funds kind of deal. I mean, no outside investment with zero clients and just a dream. And now we're working with about 400 dealers across the country and powering a lot of other other companies. And it's, wow. it's been just a... It's, that's the most fun you can you could you could have in your life, really. So it's uh, amazing. It's amazing too. I mean, so kind of segueing into what I really I've just been so anxious. Uh, why I invited you to come on the show today to talk about you've. I mean, you guys. Where where is it here? If you see me looking away, I'm looking at my computer screen here. I've got your LinkedIn up in front of me, and I saw. I, I can't remember the number. We'll have to fact check this in the show notes. But it's like hundreds of millions of dollars in ad spend that you've run for your. For your clients, yeah, I think the number we put on there is six, sixty million. This is uh, in ad spend. Yep, that's sixty million in ad spend. And the reason I think that's important to to underscore here is the breadth of experience now that you've had in ad platforms running successful campaigns for your customers. Something caught my attention as I was scrolling through your LinkedIn. This is going back about two months, um, and I see this this open letter to Google, calling them out for things that I know we've experienced on our end that I'm sure other agency owners have experienced on their end. And despite all of this money that's been spent in that platform, you stand up and say, hey, you've backed us into a corner and we're not going to stand for it. What's the lead up to the writing of this letter to Google? Well, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, we felt like Google had backed us into a corner and there was nothing else to do but to, to speak up and, and share with the industry what was going on. 
Um, and, and, and I think a lot of people know that over the last few years that uh, that, that Google has cut a lot of the of their staff, you know, and, and um, we felt that the most of the support side, I and mean, it's, it's a little bit of a bummer because, you know, we always enjoyed a really great relationship with Google. You know, we used to have a team of folks over there that we could rely on to help us out through, you know, our growth and, 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 and servicing our, our clients and working on betas and all sorts of exciting things. And Google has drastically cut and changed the model in which that they work with, with agencies and, and, and companies. And I know that you know that too, right? Um, it's, it, 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 it's frustrating because, you know, we used to always have that, those people that would help us out with things. And so that all happened at the beginning of this year uh, where, where they, they cut, uh, you know, and, and started outsourcing their support. And so now they use an outside company that, so a lot of, a lot of dealers will get calls from Google, but it's really not calls from Google. It's calls from this this outside third party company, and everyone's different. So even for like some of our our large dealer group partners, um, there'll be multiple reps from this this external company for different stores within that group, and so it just become really hard to communicate and get things resolved and solved. And this all happened at the same time as they started a new verification process, which is the third one in the last few years. And we've all been through the Google Business Profile ones. We have the agency verification that we all went through. And then now individual accounts were getting triggered to prove that they are legitimate accounts. And, and you can understand, I think, a lot of those because of the the privacy policy legislation and and, and just a lot of concerns that come with let, legisl- or litigation in that environment that exists out there. But with this, you know, instead of having any kind of grace period, if you don't get this resolved, they just they turn you off of spending. Right. And and so they 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 started this process at the at the same time that they they dropped their support. So, you know, you have a month to get it all resolved. And so we would, you know, be all over that from day one, you know, getting all of our, you know, the the paperwork that prove that that all of our dealers are legitimate businesses, which they already have been proven through Google Business Profile, which is kind of the funny thing that you're going through it again, even with that mapped out and and, right. and synced up with Google Ads. <laughs> Um, but the problem is they didn't have the support team to handle the the, the number of uh, BOBs that they were, um, uh, you know, the business verifications that they were that they were sending out, and so so we would have dealers that would just go pause even with the correct information with the business licenses, with invoices, with all these different things that prove that but they would go just pause and they would no longer be able to participate in that marketplace, right? Uh, which which is ultimately. After a couple of weeks, a couple of our stores went for weeks or even a couple of months without being able to get back on, and that's when we said enough is enough. Uh, we we got to share what's going on here. It I chuckle, but I think it's to keep back the tears, you know, like because I, I mean we experience a, a lot of these same things uh, that you're talking about. But I'm just impressed that you stood up and you. Because this is courageous. I mean, was there a, a bit of you in writing this letter that thought, well, they could just now squash us and just be like, nah, you're not running ads on our platform anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, and certainly that, that came across, uh, uh, you, you know, my, my thinking. But but honestly, I mean, I think right now, I think that would have been a terrible thing for them to do. You know, right now, I mean, even with with. Uh, our Congress, you know, they're, they're in antitrust discussions and, you know, they, they put us in a position where, um, you know, us being us and our dealership partners, where we weren't able to participate in the marketplace that they have, you know, arguably a monopoly over. So if they were to say, 
well, you're talking, you know, you're sharing exactly what's going on in a marketplace that's crucially, you know, critically important for our dealers to to be on because that is where a lot of the shopping gets done, especially at, you know, at, at that, uh, you know, to coin an old phrase that they had, that zero moment of truth, right? The, 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 the decision point that to not be able to participate in that goes exactly in favor of, uh, you know, why they're, why they're having those discussions and why they're, why, you know, that, that anti-monopoly, um, viewpoints being brought up, brought up. Right. So I think, you know, that the, the one part of that, um, that open letter that I think really was the most pointed and actually, you know, I, I got the most feedback was, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, um, you know, own a marketplace and decide who, you know, can and can't, you know, be in that marketplace. I mean, that's, that's, that's really the, the crux of the matter. So after thinking through it, we, we talked about it as a team that we're union. You know, anytime we're going to be loud about something, you know, that's a decision that, that we come up with together and make sure that we all are aligned, um, you know, at the leadership level. We said, you know, this is too important for our clients and we need to show our clients that, you know, what we're doing is, is um, on their behalf and we're going to be loud on their behalf. Um, and, and it was great to, you know, hear people, you, you know, hear you and you hear a lot of other, other companies out there support that and then share similar stories. And it, it really created a great community, automotive community opportunity for all of us to, to be loud advocates together on behalf of our industry, uh, which, yeah, I mean, I read it and I, at first I was like, yeah. And then I was like, just get, get the slow class all. Hey, before we hop back into this episode of the dealer playbook, we got to give a shout out to today's sponsor, AutoFi. AutoFi helps progressive dealers like you sell smarter, not harder on your dealership website. And now in your showroom too. AutoFi solves the everyday problems dealers actually face, like bottlenecks at the sales desk, customer distrust, and decision overload. And their all-new showroom solution includes deal estimation, desking, lender routing, and an F&I menu, all in one powerful platform that bridges the gap between the CRM and DMS. Dealerships with AutoFi can manage the floor more efficiently, fast-track the yes, and make better lending decisions, enabling them to sell cars faster with higher satisfaction and more profit. In fact, deals with AutoFi take an average of 28 minutes from customer check-in to loan approval, and dealers are making $411 more back-end PVR per deal. Go to autofi.com forward slash dealer playbook to learn more. That's autofi.com forward slash dealer playbook and start selling smarter today. All right, let's hop back into this episode. What cracks me up, especially as just thinking about the business landscape, we are so quick at times to think negatively about companies in our automotive industry and say, oh, well, you should be better at this and you should be better at that. Blah, 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 blah. And here we have a trillion dollar company who hasn't figured things out yet. I would just love if we connected the dots and be like, wait, if a trillion dollar company hasn't figured their stuff out yet, maybe I should be a little bit more grace filled towards some of the companies in our arena. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, it is one of those things that's so surprising because, you know, Google had always had that mantra, don't be evil, you know, and, and, and and honestly, they, they had such a good reputation as being, you know, when they said things, it was gospel for, for, for advertisers for a long time 
And, you know, I think the unfortunate thing about the decisions they've made recently by cutting their support team and, and, and not being the same, you know, level of true partners with, with the folks that are out there using their platform and they're automating a whole lot more stuff and, and taking control away from the advertisers. Yeah. They've lost a whole lot of that trust. And I think what they, what, what they might be thinking is, you know, because they're the marketplace that, you know, people are just going to have to go spend money there. And I mean, there still are options out there that exist. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Google. I mean, a huge fan. I mean, I understand the importance of it, but but when you create environments like this and you lose trust, it's really hard to regain that trust. And I think that they maybe have not thought through the ramifications of their decision to to cut support to this volume and, and go more automation because people, you know, people still like doing business with people and working with people. And, and trust is one of the most important things in business. And I, I think I think some of the things they're doing right now are going to have lasting repercussions negatively. And, and unfortunately, because I, like I said, I'm a I mean, a huge fan of Google, and I love the support they've given for years. Um, it's, it's just very unfortunate to what's happening to the, to the companies and dealerships in our industry as a result of it. Something you said earlier that kind of, kind of, I don't, I want to go back to and emphasize. You, you brought up, oh, okay, so we get flagged. They say we've got thirty day, days to do this verification, but oh, and see, there's a thumbs up from my camera. It believes that we're about to make a good point here, but I kind of want to underscore the the fact that as an agency in this agency model that there is a great amount of work and time that goes into managing this platforms it's not what i think a lot of people still think it's like yeah place don't order with reunion or flex or whoever it might be and they just log into google and then that's the end of it and they run the ads and they never have to pay attention it takes a tremendous amount of work i mean bring me into when this is when this is spanning across multiple, perhaps dozens of clients, how much work actually has to go into that verification process? Oh, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a, a tremendous amount of work and it's a lot of waiting game too, but I mean, you need, well, I, I think that's true for, for, um, for all the things on Google. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of things that Google's trying to do to, to create an automated environment that, that people, I guess they might want people to set it and forget it because when that happens, the money does not go as far, you know, and you spend more money and, you know, just like the business verification process, which, you know, is, uh, it, it takes time, you know, fortunately, as I think it was a result of this open letter, we're starting to get, uh, we're getting streamlined through some of that. And I don't know if that's just coincidence or just happened to happen right after we got a little bit louder, but either way, we're appreciative of it. So, uh, but, but I mean, it takes a lot of work there, but it takes a lot of work for, for running a great search campaign, you know, or, you know, uh, creating some of the external environments to help power some of these things that have become automated, like some of the BLAs and then, and different things so you, you can't do as much within the platform because, and, and I think this is one of the unfortunate things because you used to have so much more control over, over how your campaigns are built and, you know, I just, I wonder out loud, you know, why are they taking this control away? You know, at the same time that, you know, we have a cookie list environment and their audiences are not nearly as strong as they used to be, but they're leaning more on their audiences to automate some of their, um, you know, bidding methodologies. Right. You know, it, it ends up, I mean, almost every one of the, the, the updates or the, the, the recommendations is spend more money and spend more money and spend more money. And that's what an automated environment does, a set and forget environment does, you know, and I would never... 
Uh, just say, hey, Time Warner Cable or Spectrum now, you know, or, or Charter, whoever. Hey, here's my money. Go spend it wherever you want to spend it, you know, without having a little bit more control over that. And I think that's one of the things that, that maybe they're expecting people to just let them just do their thing. And you still want to have a more manual look at it. And then I think this new automated environment and their, their, their less support environment only benefits, um, I think, themselves and then the larger maybe uh, entities that don't have the same kind of manual approach and the great results-focused uh, methodologies like, like Flex has or Lever Union has or companies like that, that that really focus on return, you know, uh, on ad spend and, you know, and, and creating attribution that, that isn't beneficial for dealership. So I think long-winded way of saying there's a lot of work that goes into all the things of Google and right. this new automated environment, uh, which just, it just doesn't make the same kind of sense as uh, the, the, the privacy first legislation continues to build. And they're actually losing a lot of their um, uh, targeting abilities that they had in the past, before, you know, pre- Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, you bring up something too i want to kind of get your thoughts on here which is you know especially i'm bracing for it like buckle up folks we're headed into the ai nada here in a couple of weeks at time of recording um and i'm not knocking i'm as big a nerd as anybody else okay i make my coloring pages in chat gpt too okay do you think though to your point about things becoming more automated more advanced do you think, especially when you look at, say, Google's Gemini project or Bard or, you know, some of the machine learning that goes into ad platforms and search, do you think we actually get to a place where we're so advanced it becomes irresponsible? It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wild environment. You know, we, we use AI as part of our content creation process. We, we've got, you know, humans editing things, too. And. And I think that, you know, there's there's still a long way to go in trusting it to, 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 to always deliver. You know, we were just looking at a beta yesterday for some of the additional things they've added for Performance Max. And, you know, so, so you know, they're streamlining the process for headline creation and a lot of different body copy things. And this is for a local company here in Raleigh. And then, you know, within that copy, they're talking about Chicago and other cities. And so there's still a lot of things that are go wrong and haywire with, with, with some of that, um, that creation. And, 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 you know, SGE, you know, in the, um, you know, the, the barn integration, you know, if you look at a lot of searches and the results that come with that, it, it feels a lot like the pre-Venice environment where they were not as focused on local companies. And so there's a lot more national company data, which is not necessarily as, as uh, beneficial for in-market consumers that might want to be able to communicate directly with the dealership or directly with a local business because it's just not quite to where it's speaking on that local level yet uh, or local level yet. I don't know if I said, if I said that wrong or not. It's a tongue twister. But, but it's going to continue to advance. I mean, we've done a lot of research into the SGE results and it just it really is like taking a step back uh, so where Google was before they created a lot of uh, uh, local SEO uh, innovations that created better search, a better search environments. Right. So it's not there yet for shopping. Uh, but yeah. all that being said, I think it's our responsibility as a society to, to to closely watch what's going on and remember that, you know, we are supporting humans, you know, and, um, you know, you can read all sorts of different articles, whether it's Elon Musk or the Pope or whoever, all sorts of people are talking about you know, some of the concerns that are out there. And I think it's worth uh, uh, discussing largely as a community. Yeah. 
and you used a word that I that I love. It's it's something that is so important to me. You said the word trust in in relation to I don't know if it's quite there that we can trust it. And I and I find I'm fascinated. Maybe this is too nerdy, but I'm fascinated by this concept of applying a human emotion that we all know we care about to a robot that doesn't have any emotion and tying that to the responsibility that we have as human beings to almost safeguard, not almost, but to safeguard the things that we hold dear that actually advance us forward and understanding that we use to your point about using it to help with content generation or creation or ideas that it can become this tool that alleviates our brain power from having to focus on something that it shouldn't have had to focus on to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because I mind my P's and Q's when I'm using chat GPT, you know, I find myself <laughs> saying, please, and thank you. And then, you know, and then the response is, also, is often, you're welcome. And I'm like, what am I doing? But it's, I mean, it's, it's, that's the experience that there is. I mean, I, you know, I'm a polite, I'm a polite individual, but it's funny because I'm like, why on earth am I saying please to this computer? But it's also, I mean, like that is kind of the relationship that we're beginning to have with AI, which is, which is pretty incredible and in, in what they can do for you. I think anyone who's not using it uh is missing out on a huge opportunity there's still i think i think we have adopted that largely as an industry but there still are a a large enough uh, segment of the industry that just refuses to use it and we have you know even a few customers that that don't want to use it yet and i think that's okay you know comfort level is there uh, or it needs to be there you know to use it but i mean it's here to stay And, and so um there's no turning back i mean the opportunity i was gonna say there's no turning back from here no um, I noticed on on your post, um, and I was just looking for it here a second ago, that you tagged, I believe it's a, your congresswoman. Did, was there any ever response back? Uh, unfortunately not. No, we reached out uh, to their offices too. We reached out to their offices and, and sent those posts. And, you know, the timing of that was right during uh, the initial conversations there. So we were hoping to get a little bit more response from them. No, I'm, I'm, I'll say that, you know, our response from seeing things get fixed faster was fast enough that we didn't continue to pursue that after. Uh, we just wanted people to be aware of the situation. You know, I mean, more than anything, I think it's, um, yeah, I think a lot of folks do not realize just how different it is now. You know, I mean, you know, let alone the whole automated environment that they're, that, that they're pushing, but just the lack of support and, you know, the, the feeling of just complete apathy. Um, you know, it, it, what's really sad is there are a couple of people that were there that, you know, had some, some industry friends, you know, who I'm not going to to show the names just to, you know, for, for, for their sake, but that reached out to some, some higher ups, uh, at Google too, companies that that's been, you know, three or four times what we spend and we, you know, and wow. we talk about how much we invest in Google and still have some level of, of relationship. And then their response was just, why are you even trying to help them out? Aren't they aren't they competitor? And it's just like mm. it's like I mean this is this is not who Google used to be, and right. and so that's it. that's just frustrating. And one of those things that um, I just I think more people should know what's happening there because I think Google is a great. I mean the product is great and users are you know people still use it heavily. And I think I think it just needs to they need to rethink their decisions to cut the support uh, of the folks that that give them the best feedback. Uh, you know, that, that share, you know, that, that's that their partnership program was always so good for so long. And then just this past year that they just completely overhauled it. And 
And I think that's that's an that's an area where they're going to lose the ability to innovate as quickly because they're losing all the feedback that comes with having that many channel partners in, in and people who are that close to their clients, you know, in our industry, the dealerships. Um, yeah, wow. we understand dealers much more than they do. So, I mean, yeah. you know, as you know, Flex or Reunion or, or those of us who, who live and breathe this industry. I mean, we're much closer and now. Their auto industry division has been cut down to bare bones uh, as opposed to being a much more robust and inquisitive uh, you know, system just a year and a half ago. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of sad to see it. Yeah. My, what comes to my mind is, you know, especially as humans, we tend to deal in terms of absolutes. Oh, Google app so big. They're absolutely going to be around forever. I don't know that Facebook, same thing. I don't know that. I mean, look at Kodak for crying out loud. Um, look at all of these Titans from when we were kids. I know they're, you know, it's sad though, Dave, there's people listening right now being like, what was Kodak? <laughs> Anyways, it, but I love what you're saying. The, the underscore to all of this, the undertone I'm really feeling is something that I applaud you for because it, it shouldn't be as hard to come by as it is. And you are gratefully one of the shining beacons in our industry that you said the word actually cares. And we see, and, and I know you guys have seen that when you actually care to do the right thing for people, you have deep relationships, there's trust, there's longevity, there's sustained success, and just all of the things that I know matter a lot to you. And so I want to applaud you for that. And, you know, one last question, I'll turn back over to you. How can those listening or watching get in touch with you and learn more about Reunion? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, anyone can, can, you know, email me at Dave at reunionmarketing.com and then ask questions or, or reach out and just say hello. And, or um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. So uh, I think, I think my LinkedIn is just linkedin.com slash Dave Sponicky, uh, S-B-A-N-N-H-A-K-E. And I always love chatting. So please reach out. Love it. Dave, thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Always great to, always great to catch up. Hey, thanks for listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please subscribe, share, and hit that like button. You can also join us and the DPB community on social media. Check back next week for a new Dealer Playbook episode. Thanks so much for joining.